Welcome to episode 216 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by the man known for his aeroplane running poses and aviator sunglasses, Ollie Spake. Hello, Ollie. Hello, Mel. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, so I thought I'd post a photo of us earlier in the week uh, taken at Curl Curl in 2019 when we did the longest run together so that the listeners could see who we are. I remember that particular freedom run at that point in the longest run day uh, all too vividly. It was a bit painful, but uh, no, good fun. And as you say, it always with an aeroplane. What's the origin of the aeroplane pose? Um, I don't know. Just, just fun. I think by the time, and, and hopefully a lot of the listeners can relate, uh, by the time it's you know, a good 4Ks into a park run, the endorphins are running high. So uh, I just needed, I needed an outlet. So uh, the aeroplane came into it. It might be a bit of the, you know, the soccer influence or something like that, but an aeroplane a week, it just keeps me smiling. Yeah, you do it often, I've noticed. I call it the Zoom Zoom. The Zoom Zoom. Very appropriate. I mean, I can't say it's appropriate for 2020 anymore, but you know, anything with Zoom in the name, its value is bound to, to increase at this point in time. Yeah, I think it shows there's, there's not a whole lot of originality there. <laughs> <laughs> One move and uh, I'll be using it for another five years to come, I'm sure. Do you do the jump shot? That's my thing. I usually like to do the jump shot in a park run. I have tried the jump shot uh, and fortunately with the help of a pretty good photographer or two, it's looked like I've made a decent jump, but I'm pretty sure it's 20 centimetres, something like that. Did you actually manage to uh, to do a slightly more successful jump? Not this weekend, no. I'm not jumping at the moment. I'm out of um, – I'm not match fit. <laughs> uh. so, so there's no jumps happening. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good look with the extra weight that I'm carrying, so I'm just sucking in the – tummy and <laughs> raising the chin and praying when I see the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I can I can relate, absolutely. Maybe a, f- a few leaps around Ellis Pellis just as a warm-up there. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll be I've right. got to get back into practice. But anyway, so what did you do this last parkrun weekend? Because if you count Friday as the weekend, we had two parkruns in a row. Yeah, how about that? So for many of the listeners, uh, I really hope that's been a lot of fun and probably a bit of a shock to the system. I'm sure that you know, many would have done it uh, through Christmas and Boxing Day as well there. Yeah, what, what a start to the new year. For me, uh, I was back in the tools, back volunteering just locally at Shell Harbour. Uh, we didn't have a New Year's Day event and I think you know, probably with the startup timing right in with uh, the new year and the Christmas period, a lot of events chose not to have Christmas and, and New Year events. Uh, so we, we opted to do the same. Uh, so I did not make it out for a New Year's Day park run. Shame to say I didn't even do a New Year's Day not park run but uh yeah saturday i was back out there uh run directing in the pouring rain it was good fun raining at shell harbour yeah it's usually run uh, fun to run in the rain but the balance of social distancing or physical distancing with limited shelter uh obviously numbers were down but at the same time it was uh, an unseasonable one definitely la, la nina We've got rain at the moment today and I was just contemplating the fact that on this day 12 months ago, most of Victoria was on fire, yeah, and I was and had the call to come in for the fire effort and today, 
today it's raining, so it's a funny old uh, world, isn't it? I definitely take this year over last, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I prefer the rain. The rain's good. And yeah, not not to have those embers or, or the black smoke or the uh, the air quality indicators. I'd forgotten just how much time I'd spent looking at those air quality indicators uh, leading up to park runs. I remember last year, well, the year before last, our um, ugly Christmas singlet or shirt day, uh, we were homeless because we had to shut down for the air quality. So this year it was nice to, to have that back as well. Definitely a significant change. And I think, you know, a combination of uh, the current challenges and, and the cases that we still have locally around Sydney, around New South Wales, and, and obviously around the country here at the moment uh, and the restrictions, uh, numbers were down understandably. So um, yeah, a bit a bit more of an intimate setting, but a nice way to start the year all the same. Very good. Well, I had a little adventure for yes. New Year. I returned to South Australia uh, where I had spent last New Year as well, as well as going there for Palm 20, and I was back, which was great. So I returned with a group of friends. I left Paul and Zoe at home. Uh, They were quite happy to stay home and play computer games for the weekend uninterrupted without mum nagging them about doing (laughs) other things. (laughs) So, yeah, I travelled with six other adventurers, um, including Tok and Jackie, so that was really nice. Excellent. So a real Victorians on tour kind of experience there? It was. Yeah, I went with the same people that I was with last year. We went to Mawson Lakes on New Year's Day, an event 159 with 242 park runners and park walkers, which was fun. Brilliant. Yes, loved it. And I did my fastest five-kilometre time for a couple of months, which surprised me. Obviously, Ellis Palace has been keeping you match fit. Maybe not jumping, but match fit, absolutely. No, that's a stretch. No, the times times are a bit slower than they were previously, but at least I can still run, so that's a positive. Yeah, and Mawson Lakes was beautiful, so it's a a lovely little area in the northern suburbs of Adelaide. Mm -hmm. It's about 12Ks north of the CBD, and it's a sort of a technology hub area uh, established in the – early 1980s, I think. Also houses the campus for the University of South Australia. Okay, yeah. Beautiful little course. And I've got to say that all the events that I have been to in South Australia, and this was my 12th event over there, they're they're all really nice courses, really pretty, which was good. Uh, look, I was going to ask, and I don't know if, uh, if if we're going to do a top three or anything like that, Mel, but, yeah, do you have any favourites? How does Mawson Lakes compare Ooh. <laughs> you know for a very very long time when anybody asked me this question i used to always say mount barker was my yep. favorite park run of all the ones i've done I understand because it's beautiful mount barker is mm. beautiful and the day we went you know yeah. i was just so taken with it and i know it's just you know it's all relative to to your experience on the day i get that and yeah mount barker was always way up there but yeah awesome lakes brilliant really enjoyed it Really unique event. And I spoke uh, to one of the volunteers, Michelle DeZago, and had a lovely chat with her. So maybe we should listen to that now. Let's. 
Welcome to Mawson Lake Park Run for the Park Run Adventurers podcast. Michelle, the uh, uh, timer today. Timekeeper today. I hate that job. I am, I'm very good at making everyone else to, um, say that it's an, an easy job, but I hate doing it. So it's my second time in 70, uh, 70 times of volunteering. Second time as timekeeper today. <laughs> And it's New Year's Day Park Run here in Mawson Lakes yeah. in South Australia. A beautiful course. Would you like to describe it for us? It is. It, uh, we're very lucky. We've got a beautiful little lake um, at the start line where you finish as well. We, ha- we hug the lake, but we're lucky enough to head out to a bit of a linear park out the back. And then we head back to the lake and finish around near the lake where there's lots of coffee shops and that. But being New Year's Day today, they are closed, but it's a great little uh, finish spot in the community. Yeah. Yes, and the weather's very nice. The weather is beautiful today. Sometimes it can be a little bit warm down here, but the sun hasn't got that bite to it today. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful conditions to start off 2021. And it's a unique shape. It is a unique shape. It's um, a few people do call it the Z course. I've heard that. Yes, the Z course. Um, so there aren't very many Z park runs, so we'll, ju- we'll just claim that one. And how long have you been involved in Mawson Lakes? Uh, from the beginning. Um, we're coming up to our fourth year, it'll be. We missed our third birthday, as most people did last year. We missed our third in May, um, but we will be coming up to our fourth birthday in May. And I've been here from the beginning. Yep, so I've been RD many more times than I've been t- timekeeper. Um, and yeah, we just love it. Love it. Was it easy to get set up? It was easy to get set up once you sort of um, stress the importance of it, really, to the community and what it actually does bring to the community. I think once we we um, got that over the line, it was just a little bit of you know planning and the make, making sure that what was around the lake was safe for everyone was safe. We were, we were good to go. And the, the council's been great. We've had a few things out the back, the linear park there. The track's been resurfaced from what it was like at the beginning. It was a bit dodgy, but we had some people in wheelchairs at that time. Um, but that's all been fixed up and it's great. And what do you average, your numbers? We average about the 200. We've, we've pushed out to 250, 260 sometimes, sometimes just under. Uh, today I've, oh, I just gave my timekeeper a job up for Justin, but I'd already got up to 205 and we've probably ah. got another 20 people maybe to come over the line. So it's great. We always have the big numbers, Christmas Day, New Year's Day. Uh, people do like the course so it's great to see them on those bonus ones excellent and what about your own parkruns um history i started not much longer than the beginning of the mawson lakes one here for four years i started at lakeel oh, which yep. is about 10k up the road we know lakeel yeah. well um, we know janet yes. we were there last year yeah. for new year's day yeah uh, exactly so i did start there just as a runner wasn't involved with it or anything like that but, you know, as Park Run does, it sort of sucks you in very quickly. So really, by the time I'd been running there for maybe six months is the timing that this one was starting. And this one is a little bit closer for me, for home. So when this one, the rumours started, we kind of stuck our heads in straight away. And, um, yeah, so we've been here from the beginning. And David, my partner, is actually the photographer here the majority of weeks. <laughs> So you do tour much? We do. We, um, we're here a lot, but we do kind of try and get around the state because I'm with RMA as well. Um, I'm the state ambassador for that, so I try and pop my head around a few local ones. Um, we've, been to, we've done a couple in Sydney and Melbourne, we have done, and we were actually very fortunate before 
the world happened in 2020. Um, at the very end of 2019, we actually went to Bushy Park for their 15th Aww, birthday. Fabulous. So that was wonderful. That so, was wonderful. Shout out to our UK listeners. Yes. Um, I think I was number 1,803 that day. <laughs> That's the dream. That's exactly. So we were lucky enough just before... We all got shut down. And how did you cope through the lockdown? Did you have your own routine? I did. I did. I do run a lot anyway. Um, we Again, we were fortunate. We were actually in Japan in March when it all started. So didn't get to do any park runs there because it was just that time where you weren't sure what was going on. Um, but I ordered a treadmill before we got home. We knew we would have to go into lockdown when we came home and into quarantine. So we ordered a treadmill for home and I must say that it worked out well because then I bought one in the last couple of months as well so yeah we just had to keep it going and it was nice we were very lucky here in SA though we never really got to that point where you couldn't so even if we headed down here there was always someone else walking around the lake that's the nice thing about Mawson Lakes as well you could still you could wave to people and you could keep up with those familiar faces um during the lockdown as well oh that's good yeah and we yeah we did find that it's funny, the runners kept running. The runners kept running through lockdown, but I must admit when I um, when it was announced that we were coming back, well, a bit of a false start at the beginning, but when it was announced that we were coming back, when you started to hear those non-runners being excited that Parkrun was coming back, that, I think, was what made it obvious of how important um, Parkrun is to the, community, to the wider community, not just the runners. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the exercise, so maybe the council oh. will get um, behind a few more in the area. Oh, we hope so. I mean, in the four years that we've been here, uh, you could count, I think it was, I was going to say on one hand, maybe eight or nine in the when we started. And just in the last three or four years, that number's, I think we're at nearly 40. Are we nearly 40 in SA or... In the 30-something, I can't remember, but it's just... I do. My, I should have done my homework. Yeah, it, it's exploded in the last three or four years, and it's so important. It is so important. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy coming over to South Australia. We were here last year as well for the News Day Double, yeah. the last one that that was. Yeah. So tomorrow, where are you? Uh, here. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. I'll be here, but I, uh, I'm not volunteering tomorrow, so I might oh. actually run tomorrow. Well, thank you for volunteering today. That's okay. We love it. And this is my fourth new year here as well. We usually now would head to Carisbrook for the double up. Not today. Um, but it's, it's, such a, uh, it's a silly, no, I say silly, you know, non-runners would think why, but you just do. Hi, Daniel. Yeah, you just do. It's great. I mean, look, look at the people here. You know, you you say that no one's interested, but you know, when you get 220 people turn up Uh, for a run on New Year's Day, you know that there's a a calling for it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank Thank you you for volunteering, and thank and enjoy your run tomorrow. I shall. I shall. Thank you very (laughs) much. Thanks, Michelle. So that was my Friday, New Year's Day with my friends at Mawson Lakes. And on Saturday, our little park run group split up. So three of us went off to nearby Carisbrook Park Run while the others went to get their J at Jubilee Way. Mm-hmm. So I walked at Carisbrook, um, as I said, uh, not match fit. And uh, I've got to mani- you got to manage the comeback, Ollie. You know, <laughs> you can't risk injury. Well, you don't want to peak too soon. And particularly if you're going to be leaping in the weeks to come, yeah, I can understand that. 
Yeah, I thought I'd be sensible. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked. Uh, it was a small, and it was a smaller crowd at Carisbrook, 96 people. Um, okay. But another really beautiful one, slightly undulating along the Little Para River. It was an out and back course, this one, and uh, had some beautiful red cliffs that were adorned with, I think, agaves. Uh, uh-huh. quite, quite a lot of them. Really pretty and another really nice little experience. So oh, had the best weekend, loved it. That sounds lovely, Mel. Um, would you recommend walking at Carisbrook for anyone coming along and, and giving that particular event a go? Uh, As distinct from running and leaping, of course. Well, if you want to take in the sights, then yeah. it's always better to walk because you can <laughs> you can have a chat, not be huffing and puffing, and you can absorb the beauty of, of your surroundings. So, yeah, why not? Very nice. Um, and you mentioned the course is undulating. Um, what's what's the surface like? Is it uh, is it one of those uh, nicely paved courses? I think, no, it was gravel. Oh, it was okay. a, oh, I don't know the technical term for it, the gravel. Uh, okay, it, it's sort of the crushed gravel. Yeah. So semi-pram friendly, pretty pram friendly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty flat and, and even mm. for a gravel surface. There was certainly not roots and potholes. No, it was, I, I would say it would be pretty good for a pram. Hmm. Excellent, excellent. And you mentioned the rest of the group split up and went and got their J. They did. Well, should we listen to our second uh, roving report or our second interview today? Should we listen to Toc, who was off getting the J? Let's do that. Howdy, parkrunners. Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. We've decided to travel across to South Australia for our New Year's Day and the 2nd of January uh, park runs. Today we're at Jubilee Way, which is about 15 or 20k north of Adelaide in the suburbs. Runs along a bit of a creek line. Today we've got a bit overcast conditions. Yesterday was sinking hot at Mawson Lakes. So we'll, um, we'll get out for a bit of a run. They're about to start the briefing. We'll do our run and we'll report back in later. Cheers, guys. Howdy, park runners. I'm here with Phil at the finish line of Jubilee Way. Phil, give us a bit of a description of your course. We've got a fantastic course. It's an out-and-back course, but it's horseshoe-shaped, and it's quite undulating. We have a hill in the first kilometre. Uh, it's not too taxing, though. And um, it's, it's nicely shaded by lots of gum trees. It runs basically up one side of the creek around a nice uh, lake at the top and then down the other side of the creek, and then you do it all again on the way back. One of the highlights, Phil, I found was being able to look across the uh, creek and seeing the park runners go in the opposite direction. Oh, that was really cool. And being able to see the turnaround from the finish line, it just sort of brings up real sense of community and together that you can see, you know, the fast guys can see the slower ones and the walkers can see the fast ones. So it's a really cool course from that aspect. Yeah, and people cheer across the creek too, which is nice. And, uh, and for the bus volunteers at the uh, start and finish, we can see people as they about halfway through the run uh, going, uh, going towards the turnaround and heading back again. So it's really good. So it's sort of the perfect course designed for um, isolation, physical isolation. You cheer across the, um, across the creek but no high fives across the creek. Yeah, that's right, yes. There's a few extra cones out on the track today, Phil. What are the extra cones on the track about? Ah, oh, well, those extra cones are that mark the spot where there's a koala in a tree. So the course marker popped them out to say, and then in the briefing you quickly mentioned that uh, there's where the koala is, and with a baby koala. Baby koalas as well, so yeah. that's a unique one. We've seen, I've seen koalas on course, I haven't seen baby koalas, so you've got, a, you've got one up there. 
Yes, yeah, well, we regularly have uh, koalas uh, featuring here, at, uh, and sometimes we've had tawny frogmouths as well. Yeah. They're harder to spot. As your, um, your first K, as you said, is a little bit undulating, mainly uphill, but you that last K coming home, you fly down the hill. It's a beautiful trail yeah, yes, to run well, back home. Well, it goes up, comes down, and yeah, you, can, you can let rip coming down the hill and really get the speed up. Uh, what do you think your numbers are like here today? I reckon we're between 150 and 200 today, somewhere around that region. So somewhere around your normal figures? Yeah, it's impro- you know, numbers are start- starting to build after we've resumed. Before COVID, we were getting up to 300. Okay. And I, I should have said, Phil, you're the RD today. I, um, I yes, I'm RD I'm, today, yes. Yeah, no, great course. Um, I'm actually happy after yesterday where it was very hot. I'm happy you put a bit of cloud up for us to uh, cool it down. It was a beautiful run. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, thanks a lot, Phil. Hey, park runners, I'm here at the uh, start and finish line with Deb. Deb's one of the co-EDs at Jubilee. Deb, the uh, numbers today, you got some fairly good numbers coming around the course? Yeah, really happy with today's number. We always have a little bit of a lucky dip before they start to work out how many. We reckon we've got numbers ranging from 170 to 190 today. Not sure who's going to get it right, but, you know, we'll see. Okay, so you, you must be pretty good judges of numbers if you're within a range of 20 people between you all. Um, well, we try. <laughs> well, yeah, you see that at a few park runs and the uh, guesses sometimes vary by a couple hundred people. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're, hope, we're happy today because um, we're hoping now our numbers will start creeping back up again now that, you know, we've had New Year, Christmas and all that, so yeah. So how long's Jubilee been going, Deb? We've been going for two years, so yeah. Yep. yep. And, been, uh, we've lost a little bit of time, as everybody has, to COVID, so yes, but, you yeah. know, we snuck in with our 100th event. That was our last one that we ran back in March, and now we're back into it. So Lovely. Here's to the next 100 <laughs> events. <laughs> and hopefully they're not the same break in between. Yeah. Deb, your background in parkrun, where have you come from? Uh, well, personally, I've always been a runner, and then I found Mawson Lakes parkrun randomly. Hadn't even heard of it before, randomly found, went down there. Um, Sheree and I had sort of known one another a little bit over the years through running. Um, we had a chat and lo and behold we went, you know what, let's get one happening at Jubilee Way and we did it. And here we yes, are and, and, it's, uh, and it's an absolute yes. crack of a yeah, course here, it. it's beautiful. Yes, we love it. Yeah. I love the uh, attention to detail, like the cones out on the course for where the koalas are, that was brilliant. <laughs> We love our koalas, and the bonus today was we had mother and baby, so yeah, 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 no, that's it was good. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been an absolutely lovely course. It's a great little day out, thanks and uh, for thank visiting. you very much for yeah, having us. No, thanks for being here. So, thanks for that report, talk. It was interesting to see that the event team guessed 170 to 190 park runners on the day, and I looked up the actual. Numbers, they had 187 at Jubilee Way, so they're pretty good at guessing. Obviously a very well-oiled machine uh, already, that event. No, it was lovely to hear and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll need to take some tips from them in terms of uh, the calibrated eyeball guesstimating numbers, which <laughs> I cannot do. And we've got another report, Ollie. We've got a roving report from our New Zealand correspondent, Steve Darby. He was at Hobsonville Point for Event 62, where they had 75 runners, he spoke to ED Chantal Clark. Let's listen to Steve. Okay, so it's New Year's Day 2021. That's going to take some getting used to. Um, we're here at Obsonville Point Park Run. 
and it's an absolutely beautiful day. This, this year's definitely better than the last year. Um, I've got Chantelle with me, who's the event director at Opsonville. Um, first question, mm-hmm. Chantelle. Yes. Have you heard of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast? Uh, only this morning. <laughs> There's an honest answer. <laughs> okay, but you'll be listening to it this week. Oh, yeah, I will now. Okay. Right, so with it being um, about five months since we got restarted again, our our numbers sort of are holding up, or are, are we still building back up to where we were yeah, pre-COVID? Yeah, definitely building back up. Um, slowly but surely. Um, I think just before COVID hit, we had just under 300. Yeah, and I think we're just hitting around the 120, 120 mark. Yeah, I think it's yeah. been lower this week and last week because of yeah. Christmas, New Year. But yes. but yeah, it was it was about one forty in yeah, the beginning yeah. of December. So um, so so yeah, there's still there's still some to come back. Yes. But are we getting any tourists? Um, no, no, within New one, Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> within New Zealand, yes, but yeah. Are we getting any from the South Island? Oh, not that I'm aware of. Not that I've noticed. No, no I, th- I think that's right. I think it's mainly North Island yeah. moving around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so, right. Um, Parkrun Adventures is a an Australian podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, at some point, yes. I think it'll be a, a, a when rather than an if, there will be a Tasman bubble. Yeah, and nice. Australian parkrunners will be able to come over here and start exploring, start adventuring. Mm. So... Can you tell us a little bit about Opsonville? Um, why, why should they come here? Is it is it a nice place or is it a horrible place? Oh, it's definitely a nice place. It's a it's fairly new. It's just been building over the last probably four or five years. New new development um, area, great community. Um, you got some ocean views. Um, yeah, great coffee. And it's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. And it must be 25 degrees and sunny this yes. morning. Yeah. And yeah. What, what's the history of the place? What's, what's oh, a, what, so what was around here before all the houses started getting built? Yeah, so before the housing and development, it used to be a old Air Force, um, which is still kind of prominent at the moment. We still have a lot of Air Force families in the area. Um, yeah, which is now kind of more situated out towards Fanua Pai, which is our neighbouring little community. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the sign at the bottom of the, the road down here, which says, Welcome to Bomb Point. Oh, yeah. Is that connected to the, uh, the, the Air Force or is that something else? Yeah, I think it's connected to the Air Force. So we've got a couple of, um, I don't know what you actually call them, scattered throughout our course, um, little, I suppose, old bomb shelters, which are all now cleared out and safe. But yeah. Are you sure? I hope so. So, so we'll soon find out. So Australian tourists can, just, can yeah, feel yeah. safe. Can well, they? they can check it out for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I haven't come. Uh, I haven't come to Not any harm yet. No, no, no. So we'll we'll, we'll assume it's okay. Yeah. Okay. And one final question mm-hmm. from Mel Ellis. Awesome. Are there any fairies in the fairy house tree? Oh right. <laughs> I, the fairy I, d- house I didn't. I didn't understand this question either. Right. So, um, not. I mean, there must be. I mean, over Christmas it started um, to light up, so it's got lights now, I believe. Okay. Um, What's the story behind it? Do you know? No, I don't. I've I only seen posts from people that have put them up. Um, yeah, they look great though. So they're out in the middle of our course, so you do run past them maybe uh, twice as you're running out and twice as you're coming back. And what are they? Um, so they're, they're, they're literally little houses that are wrapped around the trees. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they're very creative. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I googled it and it, it, it went back to 2018. There was four, <laughs> 45 fairies put behind 
little doors somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so it must have carried on from there. It must have, it must have. No, I'm not too familiar with the, with the backstory of it, but yeah, they're, they're stunning and they, yeah, it makes a nice little feature. Because this year there's a lot of penguins around, isn't there? <laughs> there's, pe- there there's, there's penguins to go searching for in Auckland and in Christchurch. Yeah. These um, kind of statues. Yeah. Um, so I guess fairies were the thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, and um, I think they, they started making an appearance out here um, during lockdown, during our lockdown, because it gave the people something to look at as they because it's a nice little walk area it was one thing that we were able to do okay so, yeah. so they're still there now are they they are still there yeah now they've got christmas lights and everything there you go mel yeah. there's the answer to your question <laughs> okay well thanks Chantel. another great morning yes and um we'll welcome the australian tourists when they get a chance to yeah, come absolutely thank you very much awesome. thank you and thanks steve uh, it's been fantastic to hear of parkrun leading the way for the global parkrun community into 2021. Probably if uh, if anyone's going to lead us into 2021, I'd be happy for the Kiwis to do that. Yeah, lovely to hear the event over there and, and a lot of fun on New Year's Day. Certainly look forward to uh, any prospect of a bubble opening with New Zealand. Don't know when, don't know how, but when it happens, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was an invitation there for some of us Aussies to come across. And and was it to act as crash test dummies on Bomb Point there, Mel? I don't think that's quite what they meant, Ollie. I think they were just inviting us to come to New Zealand, not to blow us up. No, well, you know, if if there's a trade-off, look, I'll, I'll, I'll read the fine print. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it sounds like a lovely place to visit there over there um, over there in Auckland. So, again, thank you very much, guys. The, look, the penguin statues and fairy houses sound fantastic. That's probably a little more picturesque than some of the, the now very decrepit and faded teddy bears I've seen strung to some street, <laughs> street signs and posts there from... Uh, the first half of the year. Uh, the weather's really gotten to them, so I, I hope they're in a much better state there. And faded wooden spoons from Spoonvilles. That's right. So we, we've got a few fairy gardens and houses at park runs in Victoria that I can think of. I know Wangaratta Park Run is very well known for its fairy garden and also Pepper Tree Park Run has got some little fairy houses so, yeah, we're, we're spreading the fairy love in Victoria. What about up in New South Wales, Ollie? Have you got anything happening up there in, in fairyland? In fairyland? Look, I should have done my homework with my girls because um, they'd be across this sort of stuff. But um, ashamed to say I'm not aware of any fairyland exhibits uh, or homes, legitimate homes, uh, across the New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. See, I'm still I'm still dreaming of that bubble. Uh, the New South <laughs> Wales Park Run uh, courses. Oh, Harbour, get onto it. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe maybe the bunnies, maybe the bunnies have set up some some cute little rabbit holes around Shell Harbour. But it'd be nice to hear if any of the listeners have got some of those uh, some of those features around the courses. It would be lovely to hear. And let's talk stats now. So we've got an informant, Ollie, who has provided me with some Newsday stats. So 10,207 parkrunners completed events across Australia. That was down from 38,754 in 2020. That, of course, is down partly to do with the fact that we couldn't do a double this year. That's true. Did you miss the double? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we, we talked earlier of that contrast to last year. 
obviously there were there were a lot of distractions last year with the country being on fire and and obviously it being summer conscious there's there's always the risk of bushfire anywhere this year uh, despite the fact that some of us are flooding but uh, last year I remember what felt like the beginning of the double in the Illawarra region which locally for me here in Shell Harbour and the two other neighboring park runs uh, North Wollongong and Sandon Point uh, it was the the start of the double, the first time we'd ever had the local park runs here do a double. But certainly in years gone by, Shell Harbour's had an early event to allow or to hopefully allow people to get away to some of the, the park runs just that little bit further away, but to claim that double. So you can understand uh, park run stance in putting an end to that that pressure of yeah. the of the not not only the the park runners to get to the next event, but for the so yeah. for the park runs, like like you said, Shell Harbour has deliberately put on an early event so that they could um, allow time for yeah. park runners to get to another one, um, and that's put pressure, I suppose, on the event team, hasn't it, to start extra early? Well, or do you start? Hang on, do you start at seven o'clock anyway? No, no, we're we're part of the predominant group in New South Wales that all start at eight, so. Uh, look, <laughs> this year I did appreciate a sleep in. It's been a few years and I can understand that particularly this year with events on the restart, uh, some events, you know, due to the current situation with COVID cases, again, in and around the, the greater Sydney area where we do have cases that have popped up again prior to Christmas and New Year, uh, we've had events disrupted uh, as a precaution and under the health directions there so it's probably welcome now more than ever to have uh, a bit of a a bit of a break a bit of a relaxation in terms of trying to take on more than we can handle but with what you said Mel I I get it I know that people have had the conversation when Global Park Run first announced the end of the the New Year's Day double that you know, it will be missed, um, and there are lots of different views about that. But certainly, as a park run, where the next nearest park run is just that little bit further, it's an impost for the team. Maybe you know, we we love volunteering. That's okay, getting up an hour earlier. But knowing that you know, whether Google Maps says you can drive there in that amount of time, you still want people to get around safely, start the new year healthily, and enjoy that. So, absolutely get it. It's not going to stop me in future years from from doing my own maybe freedom double uh, at my own pace, but I think yeah on, on the balance of everything I can certainly appreciate why the change has been made. It's probably something I hadn't considered before. I know where I've traditionally done doubles, park runs have been in quite geographically close context to each other, mm-hmm. so. It hasn't been such an issue to get from one to the other. But, yeah, I hadn't considered the fact that uh, some other places might have some distance to travel and maybe not quite straightforward routes that it, it might be a little bit more difficult for park runners to get to. And definitely this new year, so we, we did our Newsday park run at Mawson Lakes and yep. then we actually had a Freedom Run planned in the afternoon so you know there was a lot of time in between and there was definitely no rushing but yeah we met <laughs> later in the day and so that's that's more the, the right pace don't you reckon yeah, yeah yeah and it was very social it was lovely yes 
yeah, yeah. And got to experience another South Australia, beautiful South Australian course as well. So yeah, yeah. Adventure is what you make of it, Ollie. Well, th- that's quite right. And as you say, Mel, there, there are lots of events that could do it safely, and I feel for them. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. The double, I'll miss the double, but uh, unfortunately, there are some that maybe are just a bit more challenged and. Yeah, you know, that that will um that'll mean that yeah we we get that second unofficial one later in the day, uh, just like you've done in style in in South Australia with the uh, mm-hmm. the Victorian summit there. Yep, safety yep. first. Yep. Yeah. Now another stat we've got from mm-hmm. our informant. The informant. Yep. Yep. <laughs> On Saturday, there were two hundred and fifty four Aussie events. Now that was seventeen up from the week before, and. I believe, I'm led to believe that of that 17, uh, that was made up of events coming back in New South Wales because mm. um, they've had more of a staggered return yeah. to Parkrun, but also due to the situation, the un- unfolding situation in New South Wales with the, the outbreak, the COVID outbreak, some events also d- didn't run. So yeah. that 17 is a, I don't know, what do you call it when it, like hmm, it's made up of the difference between the ones that ah uh, yes yeah came back and the ones that didn't that stopped. I, I'm I'm struggling with my my th- my thesaurus. It's not so much a cumulative. It's 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 just another stepping stone. But um, I know what you mean, Mel. <laughs> yeah. And in any way, in any case, over those 254 events um, in Australia, there was. 32,854 park runners. And that was up from the previous week, about 11,000 people. So yeah. the previous week, we'd only had 20,904. So, and that would have been the week prior to Christmas. So I guess uh, that is just maybe extra people on holiday and less pressure with post Christmas, all the rushing around. So, yeah, anyway, figures are up. So that's a good thing. Uh, it's exciting to see. I know that. Certainly, locally, uh, that's the boom time. We we see a lot of park runners joining over Christmas, over New Year's, and through the summer. And it's exciting to see you know, maybe a bit of that effect, but also some of the events returning. Hopefully, to see you know, many more as um, as things progressed. And and look, Victoria's yet to make an appearance. I know. So. I was just going to say that, and that's without the greatest <laughs> state. So, can you imagine how numbers would have exploded? Yes, yes, in a good way. Mind you, I think there was a lot of Victorians on holidays. That's true. In lovely locations elsewhere that did have park runs. Oh, look, and it's it's been a disrupted time. We know that uh, there were park runs that were meant to go ahead on New Year's Day that couldn't or that didn't. And as we said already, there were park runs that were meant to resume that haven't for precautionary reasons as well. So we're we're still living with that uncertainty, and we'll continue to live with un- that uncertainty for a little while. It is yeah, it's lovely to see a whole lot more people, uh, first timers included, getting out there and getting that real life park run experience. Um, and, and for some of us, still the not park run experience, which you know, we hope you've you've all enjoyed a dose of not park run through the period as well. Or freedom mm. running. Yes. Exploring events because, I mean, I suppose we've got on one hand, you, you can not park run anywhere, like yeah. you can not park run from your front door, but you could choose if you've got the freedom to travel to explore 
maybe the surrounding park run events that maybe you don't usually go to because you might be a passionista and you might just stay at your home park run every week but because there's no park run you could go and tour and explore all those surrounding events that you might not have visited before. No you're right Mel there's there's a lot of ways to enjoy it and certainly as a as a quasi passionista myself yeah it's a good opportunity <laughs> to do so. Okay, I want to report next week. You have to go mm-hmm. off. This is your homework, Ollie. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, by next week, you have to have gone off and explored a park run as a freedom run that you mm. haven't done before. That I haven't done before? Yeah. Okay, okay. You just said you're a passionista. Yes. <laughs> have you done all your, exist- all your surrounding park runs officially? There are some park runs uh, within, I won't say earshot, but pretty close. Uh, within an hour's drive or so that, yeah, I'm yet to get to. So uh, that's that's maybe achievable, Mel. I'll I'll do my best with my homework. Challenge. (laughs) Yep. Excellent. Yeah. So have we got any more stats from our informant? I do have some stats Mm -hmm. about statesmen slash territorians. So Mm -hmm. I've got a list of how many we've got current in the states and territories. Okay. Not unsurprisingly, the state with the most territorians is Northern Territory, but then Northern Territory's only got three events. So <laughs> it's not unsurprising yeah. to know that there's 466 people in Australia that have done all three events in the Northern Territory. Still impressive. Um, I'm a long way <laughs> off that. <laughs> so the next one is ACT. They've only got nine events. Shouldn't say only. The ACT have got nine beautiful events Mm. and 335 people in Australia have achieved every single one. That's brilliant. Going up the list, we've got Tasmania, 18 fabulous events in Tasmania. However, paradoxically, only three people have done all 18 events. Isn't Mm. that unusual? Yeah. Not very big tourists in Tasmania, not very big tourists. Are there some difficult to reach events amongst those? I, look, I know Jeeveston right down the south you know, has a pretty a pretty modest number, but still great event by the looks of it. As I've he's been not following them with ambition, but <laughs> yeah, certainly what I remember of it, absolutely. <laughs> Is it White White Mark Wharf? Ah, uh, true. The one on Flinders yes. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Maybe that one's a little bit tricky. That's the difference, but that's the one I was trying to think of. Of course. I hope I said it right. Apologies if I didn't. Hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, okay, what's next after Tassie? Uh, after Tassie, we've got South Australia with 35 events. They've currently got 17 statesmen. Then we've got WA with 40 events with 11 current statesmen. So some impressive achievements amongst those two. They're, um, yeah, they're not exactly close, particularly WA. WA, they're quite spread out. Mm. That's a big state. So that's very impressive, actually. Then the greatest state with 86 events has got six current statesmen. Now, can I just make my apologies? Yeah, I was going to ask, Mel, where do you sit in that stat? Yeah, I'm not one of those. It kills me. So, no, I was inactive for most of January and February because of the bushfires. Yeah, yeah. And I missed a lot of park runs. And we had we were inundated with launches in Victoria. We, I think we had one week where we had three on one day and I couldn't 
well, I couldn't get to any of them on that day, but um, I didn't get a ch- I, We hadn't had the opportunity to get to all three before we went to the pause. So I was still outstanding one. Mm-hmm. So I'm one off at the moment, regaining mm-hmm. my statesmanship. So no, I'm not on that list. We're looking forward to the restart then. Yep. Yeah, there's something to look forward to. When mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and in what's the date today? We're recording on the fourth. Twelve days. Not counting, but 12 days for <laughs> Parker and Victoria <laughs> to come back. Yay. Anyway, so that's Victoria. That leaves two states, New South Wales and Queensland. Yes. So on the eastern seaboard. Do you know how many statesmen they've got, Ollie? I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah probably, pro- pro- probably best <laughs> I don't guess. Uh-oh. Was that but bow that I got it wrong even, even without guessing? or? No, they haven't got any. None. 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 I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know why. They usually do. It's probably something to do with a billion events launching during the pause and all coming back at once and the poor statesmen not having had opportunity yet to get around to them all. Uh, look, I'm, I'm sure that there are there are park runners out there with hopes and dreams, maybe even plans to um, yeah, to, to make up some of those events. And change that to at least a one. Maybe if some of them are listening, they can write to us. Yes. And tell us why and give us the plan. As in tell us what your hopes and dreams are, Mel, or uh, what stuff you well, how, No, explain how yourself did, why you've dropped off and you're not a statesman anymore. How did things go off the rails? Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, have you scheduled them in? When do you plan to get your statesmanship back? I don't know. Yeah, let us know and... Yeah, if you've, if you've got an idea as to when uh, when that badge is coming back, by all means, we'd love well, to maybe hear. we should keep a good eye on that and see who's yep. first back. It can be a competition. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how they go. Speaking of the potential of travel, Mel, uh, we know that there has been a lot of interest, uh, that's even just between you and I, into any potential dates for Palm 21. This is where I'm really wishing that I could insert drum roll. <laughs> Shall I try the, uh, yep. The oh, yeah, do that. That's good. Sound do it a bit louder. Yep. <laughs> Just wake up the neighbours there. Yes. So, yeah, what was I saying? Palm 21. Palm 21. Palm 21. As things currently stand, there are some restrictions around domestic travel and, and indeed international travel. So it might be fairly safe to start off, Mel, by saying that international Palm 21 participants or visitors, you may have to join us virtually. We regret to say that, but as things currently stand, we're not sure that international visitors will be allowed into Australia for Palm 21. And that is because our current plan is to have Palm 21 mid-April this year. So that is the weekend, the 16th to 18th of April. It is. Have we actually ever had an international visitor to Palm? Um, perhaps not and, and <laughs> probably not going to be this year. <laughs> Certainly not going to be this year um, unless anyone is uh, signing up to uh, move into the country and quarantine. Uh, look, if you're doing that for Palm, we really look forward to having you <laughs> and hope we can do it justice. We might have, what do you call them, expatriates? Yes. That, that are overseas that might be interested in 
coming back to Australia just for Palm. That's right. Well, and and with that in mind, that's why we wanted to give as much notice as possible in this planning adverse period. So you can get the quarantining done in time. (laughs) That's right. So we're we're hoping that with a couple of months to go, uh, that provides the opportunity for people to, to make some plans. It is still a relatively warm period, so it means we can go almost anywhere, even better still if it's somewhere warm and hopefully, just hopefully, some of those borders will be accessible. So, Ollie, as it stands at the moment, <laughs> if Palm was next weekend, could you go? No, I don't think so. Uh, well, actually, technically I may be outside the uh, the red zone in New South Wales, but I, I'm, I haven't studied up today's restrictions, so I'd have to get back to you on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Mel? I could, I think, but I would have to probably quarantine for two weeks. I'm pretty sure you would have to too if you were allowed in. I don't even know if New South Wales is allowed into Queensland at the moment. Uh-huh. So there, there's the key bit of information I haven't mentioned. So uh, we're, we're looking at Queensland. We're looking at a part of Queensland. What part Oops. of Queensland are we looking at, Mel? <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, it's probably time for the spoiler. The big announcement. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> we can't tell you. So <laughs> the sunny coast, this is what we can tell you. It's going to be held on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, in Queensland. The event may or may not exist yet, so we cannot announce it. However, Ollie, we've got a plan B. We haven't run it past the event team, <laughs> but we do have a plan B. Yeah. Which I think is very apt considering the feature of the International Ugly Christmas Singlet this year. Yeah, with a plan B like that, you could almost call it a plan A, to be honest. It would be a fantastic location uh, if we could could all celebrate with our celebrity. And we are, of course, talking about Nambour Park Run, which I believe is in pretty close proximity, if not in the Sunshine Coast. I've never been to Queensland, so I'm just looking at a map, but it looks pretty close. Yeah, just up the hill, really. It's been some time since I've been to the Sunshine Coast, but it, it would be on many people's bucket lists for those that haven't already done it to go to Nambour, if, it, if indeed the event were Nambour. But nonetheless, we're sure that the Sunshine Coast would be a fantastic location, giving us ample opportunity for real and freedom park runs. And I want to go to the pineapple, the big pineapple. There's a big pineapple there, isn't there? Where's the big pineapple? Oh, it's got to be on the sunny coast (laughs) and the big banana. One of them may or may not be in uh, northern New South Wales, but uh, that that does show (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're right with the big pineapple. Which one's in northern New South Wales? As hosts of the Parkrun Adventures, I'd hate to get any pineapple-related trivia wrong. Uh, So uh, let's just say the big pineapple is indeed in the Sunshine Coast, so that would be a must on the list. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry if I've got that wrong. Like I said, I haven't been to Queensland, but I'm looking forward to it. Borders permitting. Yes, yeah. So we'll, we will keep you all updated as any plans firm or as hopefully the plans firm. And yeah, once we do speak to the, the event teams and, and those concerned, but we do look forward to seeing as many of you that uh, would like to join us and would, uh, would like to travel. Uh, up there in the Sunshine Coast. And and if we don't end up doing a proper park run at Nambour, we can do a freedom run. Absolutely. And we could still meet Fluffy. 
So long as someone books Fluffy in, I'm sure many people will be keen to meet Fluffy. But uh, look, beautiful course, nice hills, big tick. Yep, it's high up on my parkrun wish list for sure. Speaking of parkrun wish lists, Mel, I can't quite ask you where you're parkrunning this weekend. Have you any not parkrun or other parkrun related plans this weekend? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I've had my big adventure. Uh, no, I will be. I'm going hot air ballooning this weekend. Excellent. Yes, that's what I'm doing this weekend. Well, that's a jump and a half. Yeah. I had to postpone my birthday present this year because of the lockdown that my dear other half planned, which was a, a hot air balloon ride over Melbourne. So, I mean, that's weather permitted too because these things do tend to get cancelled. But at this stage, that's the plan for the weekend that we get to do that finally, which will slot in nicely the week before parkrun starts because we can't have parkrun interrupted by such things. <laughs> Very true. And and look, for anyone in Melbourne, hot air ballooning, where do they alight from? No, wrong terminology. Where, where do they go up? Where do they alight from? <laughs> I don't know, actually. We, we're going into the Melbourne CBD. We're staying the night in a motel and then we get up in the morning and we drive somewhere and we go up in the hot air balloon and that's the extent of how much I know, so I can't tell you. That sounds fantastic. I'll report back next week. No, actually it will be next week because, oh, yeah, it will because we'll record Monday and hopefully I've had the hot air balloon trip. Hopefully hopefully you have and return safely. Yes, absolutely. I wonder how many parkrun courses there are near hot air balloon flight paths. I seem to recall some uh, flight-related parkrun trivia previously. We might have to revisit that. I mean, there have been new events after all. No, that, that would be a good one to plan. I know we have Gardner's Creek in Victoria mm-hmm. that often when you're going to the park run in the morning you can see the hot air balloons very close by and mm. they sort of float over gardens creek park run what about you ollie uh volunteering again when when did you actually last park run a real park run <laughs> um yeah so my my plans for the weekend my plans will be to uh, i'll be run directing at shell harbour once again so looking forward to hopefully a little drier weather and getting back out there at shell harbour um, continuing to welcome back uh, some of our park runners that have, might have been with family or, or otherwise engaged over the Christmas and New Year period. Very much looking forward to that. As for when I last park ran, that would be Mount Barker. Uh, so that would be the 7th of March wow. 2020. 7th of March 2020, yes. There will have to be a park run soon. Won't be this weekend. But uh, the plans are being made. Well, thank you for volunteering, Ollie, because that's pretty amazing. You've had how many events now back at Shell Harbour? You had three or four events back in and you volunteered them all. That's really nice. That's amazing. Clap to you. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always nice. You see some familiar faces and uh, I haven't had that chance to, to get the volunteering fix in the same way while it's been out so yeah it's nice to nice to catch up it's always fun volunteering at park run over the christmas and new year period as well hearing what everyone's up to especially after being absent for so long yeah well for yourselves in victoria mel i wish you a nice uh not park run weekend or not not park run as it were, but uh, it's mm-hmm. coming. Thank you. Yes, we're not far away now. I don't think I'm going to do another event of Alice Pell's Parkrun. I think I've put that to bed for week Week 40 was two weeks ago and I thought that was a nice round number. That'll do. <laughs> 
So, yeah. Was, sorry, Mel, was that intentional, 40 being the sum of 20 and 20? Wow. I never thought of that. I like that. Yeah, definitely can't do Alice Pell's Park Run. No, sorry, it's all gone. It's finished, done. Two lots of 20, can't go beyond. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll go and maybe I'll go and Freedom Run, Tool and Creek Park Run. That might be a good way. Yep. Yeah. The last week. Because yeah, there is there is a group, a small group that go and do Tool and Creek later in the day, not at park run time. Maybe I'll go and join them, be a bit social now that we're allowed to do that kind of stuff. Speaking of social, um, it's been nice to catch up. Yeah, hoping that more and more events, certainly in my state, in New South Wales, uh, across Australia, and and let's hope across the world, uh, we'll get to experience that a bit more soon. But until next week, Mel, take care. You too, Ollie. Happy ballooning. Thank you. (laughs) 